This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone. It's your favorite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Took back for Arfield. What a bowling! Scott Arfield! He's been threatening that recently. And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end. Burnley win the next ball. It's Rory now. It's on the outside. He's on the Quickly finds Benson in space at the byline. Can Burnley get a goal here? Back for Brownell. Saved by the keeper. That is magnificent. They deserve that. And he's on the outside, comes inside, comes out the shot. Oh, the goal! Manuel Benson once more! That is top class! Burnley have done it! Fantastic! Clarence deserved the championship title. They've been the best side throughout the campaign. Burnley have won the second tier. What a fantastic achievement. The players have been magnificent. Yes, hello everybody and welcome along to the latest episode of the Turfcast podcast pre-game show with me, Joe Edmund, ahead of what should be uh, a cracking game down at Villa Park, a famous old stadium. I'm going down, I'm looking forward to it, but I did say at the start of the festive period of the team that I'm looking forward to playing the least is Villa. That's despite us playing Liverpool in that period as well. So it's going to be a tough game, but you know, if you're not up for a game at Villa Park, then there's no point in, in being a football fan or, or a footballer if, if you're a footballer and not up for it. So hopefully the lads up for it, I'm sure they are. Vincent Company's just said something similar in his press conferences. But as you can see, I'm joined by a Villa fan, and it is Seb from 7,500 to Holtz. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, not bad. How are you? Yeah, really good. Thank you. You have a good Christmas? Yes. Nice nice to get away. We were, we were chatting off air that you don't really get away in the podcasting world, especially with the, yeah. the football fixture, but nice nonetheless. Yeah, we should set up some sort of like... um. 
I don't know, like German league podcasts or something where they have like their, their winter break to actually get a break. Uh, but I am actually looking forward to this like little break that we have coming up because we've got the cup game against Spurs. I might do a, a, a podcast there, um, probably will, just to fill a gap. And then there is a two-week gap in the Premier League, I think it is for us. Um, so we might get a bit of a gap there, but um, we'll see. But before we get started, I just wanted to remind you all that the Turfcast podcast pre-game show is, of course, sponsored by Green King Sport. And as we know, the New Year period just like December, is jam-packed with live football. So what's the best way to watch it on TV? Down at your local Green Kick Sports pub, of course. After all, Christmas is a time to catch up with friends, old and new. Uh, so get the team to your local for some refreshing pints, delicious food, and live action of every Christmas cracker. Every single fixture from TNT, Sky, and Amazon is live at Green King Sport pubs. That means wall-to-wall action on their huge HD screen. So head to your local Green King Sports pub now and watch every winning goal, top bins volley and dodgy VR decisions. There's been a lot of them recently uh, in an atmosphere worth sharing. And please remember to download the Green King Sports app and you'll receive 10% off drinks every single time that there is sport on the telly. So, Seb, season so far then for Villa, you must be absolutely loving life. Yeah, I mean... It feels a weird one because we're currently we're currently on a run of of two games without a win, and you know you're seeing online people are starting to panic. Maybe maybe the wheels are starting to come off. But I mean, if you if you look at a broad look at our season so far, it yeah. was more than any of us could have expected. You know, I I came into this season and I went on a, a podcast. I think it was an Arsenal podcast uh, early on in the season and. We were talking about where I thought Villa might finish. And I said, you know what, with Europe this year, um, the added fixtures, you know, quite a light squad. Um, I think this was just when Mings and Buendia had both done their ACLs as well. Yeah. Um, I said, look, if we can get far in Europe, I would I would happily sacrifice that for a league position. Um, you know, eighth, I could see us finishing. And if if we if we did well in the cup competitions, then I, I would probably take that. But so far, we've done that and more. We've ended up topping our European group. And we are, I mean, to say we're fighting in the league at the moment is is a bit of an understatement. I, I can't remember the last time I, I was going into so many games expecting a win. Um, and I think there's only really one man that we can, we can thank for that. And that is Unai Emery. The fact that he's turned us around in such short time and to such a degree is just was probably beyond our, our wildest dreams. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. Obviously, Emery's doing a fantastic job. And we'll talk about him more a little bit um, in, in a short while. But I do just want to pick up on something you said there, a bit of panic setting in. I mean, I know football's fickle. Of course it is. Um, West Ham fans, for some reason, want Moyes out. Even still, but that, that's a bit different. West Ham uh, uh, fans are, are one to their own. They've just won three in a row. Everyone's waxing lyrical about them. They're six on 33 points. But you're third on 39 points. And if you'd have beaten Sheffield United, which you should have done, uh, with no disrespect to Sheffield United, you know, th- you know, we're down there with them, but you should have beaten them on, on the fixture. And then going 2-0 up at Man United and throwing it away, you'd be top and top by two points, I think it is as well, if my maths is correct, which it usually isn't. Um, but still, so yeah, and when you look at the broader season so far, uh, of course you can look at it with 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 a lot of love and a lot of optimism going into it. But you, you mentioned there a bit of panic. The fans that are panicking, what, what is it they're panicking about? Do they just think that maybe that the bubbles burst, to use a phrase or something like that, or you might start falling down the table to even then, like if you finish six or seventh, that's still a respectable finish, isn't it? So even if your bubble does burst and you fall down the league slightly, they're probably the worst place you could finish is probably eighth. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a lot of over exaggeration, and and I'm quite a. I'd like to think of myself as a, a level headed person, so you know, I try not to get too high with the wins or too yeah. low losses. But there were some comparisons made online the year the year we went down. We were two 0 up at Leicester um away from home at half time we ended up losing that game 3-2 and obviously that was the year that Leicester went on to win the league and they had great success and you know ever since that game we sort of fell apart really and it was our our worst ever season in the Premier League so you know people are worried that obviously the same isn't going to happen but you know these yeah. sorts of results can shape the season and can shape the form table um but the way I look at it look at it is you know we got six points at home out of Arsenal and Manchester City which none of us expected first time we'd beaten City since I think 2013 if I'm not mistaken so 10 years um and then obviously failed to beat Sheffield United at home some poor refereeing displays um but I'm not gonna let that be the reason uh, I don't like to make excuses and then obviously away at Manchester United which is probably our worst performance for a while but it's quite nice we mentioned about the busy schedule that we have a chance to you know get that win back under our belts at home we fancy ourselves at home okay we didn't win last time out but we still are yet to lose a game at Villa Park since February this year so um it'd be nice to be able to have another performance where we can try and get the win and you know just try and keep it stable it seems ridiculous to be saying this but results went our way Tottenham dropped points Arsenal dropped points so you know the loss to Manchester United didn't really matter in the grand scheme of things and if we can if we can pick up another win against yourselves then you know all will be forgotten yeah, I mean, you mentioned the Sheffield United game there. Like, I think you'd won like a million games at home before that Sheffield United match or something ridiculous along them lines. It might have been around a, a trillion. Um, but uh, I was just expecting you to roll them over. Um, now, they played a bit of a low block style, dug deep, tried to just frustrate you, which isn't something that we will really do uh, or, or something if we tried to do, we wouldn't be that good at. Um, but obviously, I do want to pick up on that game because it has given us not not confidence that we can get a result but it's we've looked at that and gone well if they can do it and we beat them 5-0 then what's to say that we can't do it so what happened in that match like why didn't you turn them over as every single football fan uh Villa fans and Burnley fans included uh expected you to I think quite a few Villa fans expected it to be a hard game you know following Villa over the years it seemed it seemed very Villa to um have the chance to go top of the league play bottom of the league a team who hasn't, you know, we've we've won every game of the season so far, playing bottom. You just, I, I predicted it before. I predicted that it would be one nil and that Cameron Archer would score. Luckily, we got the point um, in the dying minutes. But it, Villa struggle mostly against teams who play a really low block. We struggle yeah. to break them down because we've only really got Watkins as our out and out striker. When teams come to Villa Park or or even at their own ground and sit behind the ball with 10 men. Villa really struggle to, you know, there could be times where we just don't take our chances. Emery's play is, is um, based on being clinical in attack and then shutting up shop after that and allowing, allowing our play to do the rest. So when we don't get that goal, it becomes more and more nervy and more and more tense. And, and that's what happened. Sheffield United did that to a brilliant degree and it ended up working. They got their goal. Luckily, um, I think there was a bit of naivety at the back from them, which allowed us to 
to scrape in and get the point, which could be crucial come the end of the season. But, you know, the way they sat back, the way they defended, it was it was perfect. You saw they had a plan and it worked against us. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, and as well, the Manchester United match, you mentioned that that was the worst performance of the season so far. You did race into a 2-0 lead. So I presume at that moment, it wasn't that bad. But what, what went wrong at, 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 at the point that you went 2-0 up to the fact that you threw it away? Was it uh, naivety again? It was chalk and cheese the first half and second half. The first half, yeah. you could see our plan. Um, we used to capitalise our set pieces and it worked, doing it twice. Um, you could see United's frailty at the back. Uh, we managed to quieten down the Old Trafford crowd. And then second half, United had a chance early on. I think it was ruled out for offside. They ended up putting the ball in the back of the yeah. net about 47, 48 minutes. That allowed the crowd to get back into it. And they used that momentum. Villa sat back. Um, we were a shadow of ourselves in the second half. Um and it took for them to equalise for us to even have an attack to to try and push forward. I think it would be quite easy to blame fatigue and tiredness due to fixtures, but I, I don't want to do that. I think that would be the easy route out. Um, it, it was it was just poor from from sixty minutes onwards. So um, it, Uno Uno will not be happy. He will not stand for those sorts of performances. So um, I, I fully expect it to be rectified. Yep, no, fair enough. We'll get on to the game in a bit. But you mentioned Unai Emery there, and obviously you were waxing were lyrical. I'll spit put my teeth back in um, earlier at, at the start of the show about him. And of course, why not? You know, he's done fantastic. Everybody knows the pedigree that he's got. For some reason, I was shocked that it never worked out for him at Arsenal. Um, I felt like it just became a bit of a meme as well. I don't think that helped with the with the good evening thing, and that would just like everywhere every single week. Um, I don't think that sort of thing helps. But uh, he's come into Villa, done a brilliant job. T tell me what he's done that makes you so good. Like, what what is he doing that makes Villa so good and having such a good season this season? Everything. I I cannot talk <laughs> highly enough about yeah. about this man. Um, you know, he has he has the fans ready to run through brick walls for him. That's the the impact he's had on our football club. I haven't seen our fan base so united ever i mean you know i i've been going for about 6 7 years now so i've only really seen villa in their in their dark times um yeah. but this is just completely you know unearthly for me i i have no idea i haven't experienced something like this before and with him coming in um we went from a villa fan in dean smith someone who all the fans loved we we weren't great you know we got the results we needed and he did wonders for our, our club getting us back and then keeping us up. Then it didn't go to plan. We brought Gerard in and, you know, you know how that turned out. I don't need to explain myself there. And then Unai came in and he changed everything. He changed our play style with very little transfers as well. You know, we had we had Steven Gerrard sitting in press conferences saying he needed lots of transfer windows to make us a good team. And one one message that Gerard uh, put out in particular, we were about to play Chelsea at home and um, he told the fans that they should lower their expectations and that Chelsea should be coming to yeah, Villa Park and wiping that. the floor with, with us, is what he said on Sky Sports, which didn't go down very well. Um, and then Unai Emery comes in and we've played Chelsea three times and beaten them all three times with, you know, very little transfers and... You know, the squad is basically the same. John McGinn, M uh, Emmy Martinez, 
Esri Concern, Ollie Watkins, that's the spine and that's the spine that we've had under the last three managers. But if you look at those players under each manager, it is completely different to how they play. He's He's got us having a play style, which at first was, was very nervy, um, obviously playing out from the back, taking our time yeah. on the ball in defence, you know, lots of little passes, drawing the opposition in and, you know, Towards the beginning of his tenure, a lot of fans were sitting in the ground going, oh, God, I can't watch this, you know, having to watch it through their fingers, going, oh, I, just, I don't think our players are good enough. But now, you know, he's got the fans on side. If we lump it long, there'll be groans going, oh, what are you doing? This isn't how we normally yeah. play. You know, this isn't what he's brought in for us. Just He, he has changed everything, the play style, the mentality of the players. Everything about the club feels different under him. You mentioned the player style there a couple. In fact, before I ask you the next question, I just do want to pick up on something you said then because you were saying that um, it, it took a while and fans had to be patient to get used to the new player style, which is passing it out from the back. I presume it's patient build-up and stuff. I know you're a bit of a front foot team and I do want to get into your player style in a minute. But um, Burnley fans do tend to be going through that at the minute. And even though the company's been here for 18 months, I think it's because we had dice ball for so long. And I'm not disrespecting it. I don't think there's a right or, the wrong, or a wrong, wrong way to play football. Dice is doing brilliant right now at Everton in this style. So they can't really knock it while we're obviously uh, flying down the bottom of the league. But there's a lot of people at Burnley that still can't get used to this passing out from the back. And you'll still hear shouts of bloody lump it. And it's, um, it's interesting to see that someone as good as Villa and as good as Emery still had to go through that. Um, so Burnley fans, please remain patient. We will get better at it, hopefully, even if we have to go down into the championship again. But you mentioned your play style then. Describe your play style to me then, or, or, or for, for, for somebody that hasn't watched Villa yet this season. Like I said, I feel like it's a... Um, energetic play style, uh, a team that likes to be on the front foot, but like you said, you, you can be patient and play out from the back when you, when, you, when you need to. How would you best describe it? We like to control the ball. If you look at Unai Emery in a match, if we give the ball away needlessly, he will go absolutely ballistic on the sidelines. He yeah. likes to have the ball. He likes to draw the opposition in. What we'll like to do is from a goal kick, for example, we will play it short and we will draw five, six players in you know, it's almost that they Sky Sports analysed Deserby's style on it about how the defender would take a certain touch, maybe think, let the opposition think that they have a chance of winning it, and then a few quick passes, and they've made their way around the opposition, and they're they're on the attack. We like to, you know, once we've started playing short and drawn the opposition in, it will take four, five quick passes to get us up the pitch and before you know it, we'll be on the counter-attack. So it is just about being patient. It is about finding those right opportunities. But if those opportunities don't come, that we will recycle the ball and that we won't lose the ball. Um, as well as that, um, we will be on in possession. Um, when Once we've got you high up the pitch, we will be... Um, boxing you in so almost if yeah. you clear the ball you won't be able to get out we'll have all our center backs within our own half um and so you just can't get you can't get out we will just keep it will be relentless yeah it's interesting because it sounds like that side of it is something that we try to do but have struggled to do in the championship this season like we, we were brilliant at it in the pre in the premier league i've got i've got my leagues the wrong way around uh, something we've struggled to do in the premier league I'm, I'm preparing already mentally for the championship next season but something that we struggled to do uh this season in the premier league something we were brilliant at in the in the in the championship last season so it's interesting to see that side of it uh, and the fact that he had to be patient as well uh, you mentioned earlier the likes of mcginn conza uh, and obviously everybody knows how good ollie watkins is as well 
Um, talk to me about some of your players and and, and some people, because obviously we all know Watkins is probably going to score, you know, he's probably going to do very well against us uh, and the likes at McGinn as well. So give me a play. I always like to say to people like, oh, who should we watch out for? But I think, I think with Villa, we know who we should be watching out for. But is there anybody that might have gone under the radar a little bit that might surprise Burnley fans and the Burnley team at how good they are and how dangerous they are on the, on the game on Saturday tomorrow at the time of recording? Someone who's had his critics is is Leon Bailey. We signed him the same summer that we sold Jack Grealish, so the expectations on him were yeah. huge. You know, I think most of us knew he was never really gonna, you know, be able to replace Jack so quickly. It's taken him a few years, and like I said, a, a fair amount of criticism. But this season, he's looked like the player we've signed from Leverkusen. Whether that's Diaby being in the team to help him with that flow. Obviously, they played together at Leverkusen, but he—he's whether he starts or whether he comes off the bench, he, you back him to make an impact. Now he's taking on more players. His end product is looking so much better. So one player that maybe you didn't expect would be Leon Bailey. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Away days are fantastic, especially when you win the league at Ewood Park. But there's still nothing quite like playing at home. The same goals for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yep, fair enough. Let's uh, have a look at the game then. Is there any injuries or suspensions that we might want to know about? Luke Dean, he picked up an injury at Old Trafford. Um, when when they put the ball in the back of the net, he slid to try and block it. Um, he ended off going out after an Emery has come out to say he'll be out for about 20 to 25 days. Luckily for Villa, that's probably the one position that we have enough covering. Um, Moreno, yeah. who's just come back from injury himself, he's been almost eased into it by Unai Emery. He's had a few starts. Um, I think he is fully ready now, but he was our number one left back this season. So all in all, if if we had to choose a position that we'd be we'd be um, missing someone in, it would probably be Luca Dean at left back. To be fair, I, I was aware of that one because he he was in my fantasy draft team, um, and I remember seeing that come up and then getting annoyed at the fact that he's uh, he's now suspended. I nearly transferred him out this weekend, but I think I've decided against it because I think that he's probably going to lose his place to um, to who is it Moreno uh, that you just mentioned then because uh, I do think he's probably the better player. Um, so if he gets a run in the team, uh, then um, it'll be interesting to see uh, if he actually gets his. Um, if he actually gets his place back. I think we do have Sander Burge suspended. I seem to remember he got booked against Liverpool. Um, apologies if I'm wrong on this one, Burnley fans. Um, but I'm just looking at premierinjuries.com and they normally do put suspensions on there and it isn't there. So I'm not sure why it isn't there. But I know he got booked against Liverpool. Um, and I remember Phil Bird putting a tweet up saying that's five yellows, so he misses out. Um, so we'll see. I'm not sure what the situation is there. I presume it is. I presume it's right and Premier Injuries just haven't. 
I haven't put it up and I should have backed myself to go for it, but I haven't. Um, before we get into the predictions and stuff like that, I do want to ask opposition fans. Um, and now that we're in the second half of the season, I'm going to expand on this question after I've asked it and you've answered it. Um, what are your thoughts on Burnley's kind of like season so far? Because obviously it's not gone as um, we as Burnley fans expected. I'll be honest with you, I was quite confident at the start of the season of you know something like an 11th to 14th place finish, something like that. I didn't think we'd be in, in as much trouble as we are. Um, I mean, no disrespect to Luton when I say this, but I always lose use Luton as an example because we finished 21 points above them last season and now they're four points above us and I just think that just not something I ever envisioned happening um but uh yeah obviously we're trying to play in a certain style a style that Burnley were never thought of um but at the minute it's not really going well what Burnley fans are trying to look at it as like a more of a longer term project but uh, your thoughts on Burnley's season so far and what they're trying to do with Vincent Kompany it's it's difficult. I there are a lot of similarities between Burnley this season and the season that Villa first came up from from the championship in the fact that you've had a, a massive turnover in players. You, I think both fan bases probably expected to stay up relatively comfortably and it hasn't gone that way so far. Um trying to bed those players into a certain style and being down at the bottom. I th- you know, I, I, I quite like Burnley. I think that you are trying to play football the right way, whether that is slightly naive at times from Vincent Company. Um, I think there are moments where, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, you, you will have watched a lot more Burnley than I will, but I think there's been times this season where you, you should have changed your style up. Um, ultimately, that's what kept Villa up the lockdown. Dean Smith went away, changed the style completely. He looked at what was working, what wasn't, um, and he he fitted a style to suit the players that we had instead of maybe what he wanted to do long term. But it, it's just about scraping results and picking up wins. You know, halfway through, you're still in the mix, um, as is every team, really. So, you know, yeah. there, there's still as much a chance as any. And, you know, if you could come to Villa Park and do what Sheffield United did, then that would be a a big step in the way to try and step, uh, stay up. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, and like I said, I w- I'm going to start expanding on this point now. Now we're in the second half of the season and and the relegation, potential relegation looms or all the you know, ins and outs of the league season, that you know the ups and downs comes uh, to a conclusion. Who do you think is going to go down at, at, at the minute? Because the bottom three, it's looking pretty much like the bottom three is going to be the bottom three at the minute. And, it, and, and it's difficult for me to make a case of Burnley, if I'm being honest, if you're staying up. But... We've got what we're in the we're in the second half of the season now, so we've got uh, you know a, a decent amount of points to play for. So who knows? I do think we will be better in the second half of the season, but I personally think we've left ourselves with too much to do. Oh, it's, it's a million pound question, isn't it? At the start of the season, my my three to go down were Sheffield United, Burnley, and Wolves. Um, Gary O'Neill has 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 completely proved me wrong. Um, yeah. I, th- I think Everton have enough to stay up. I think if it was yeah. going to be anyone that's not in the relegation zone at the moment, it would be probably Forrest. But that was before they hired Nuno. I, I really like him as a mid-table manager. I think Spurs was probably a step too far for him. But that sort of level, you know, you saw what he what he did at Wolves and the players that he had at his disposal there. And they've had a good start under him as well, obviously going to St. James's Park. Um Palace in a little bit of trouble, but I think they probably have enough Premier League experience. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised if it's if it stays the same. I know that's not going to be a popular answer, but um, Burnley fans listening can probably take some consolation at the fact that I did also predict Wolves to go down, and they have completely proved me wrong. So 
there's every chance that Burnley could do the same thing. To be honest with you, mate, like I said, even the most optimistic Burnley fan at this stage is still predicting uh, Burnley to go down. I just can't see how the bottom three is going to change. I think Luton have probably shown more fight than us, uh, but I still think we will finish above them in the second half of the season. But I just think we finish like 18th and still go down personally. Uh, Palace, like you said, can be dragged into it. Forest can be dragged into it. I said Brentford a few weeks ago, and they're still losing every single week as it stands. It's just that the bottom three aren't good enough to drag them in it. They should be in danger. Same with Palace, but the bottom three just aren't putting runs together. Uh, Luton, they were very lucky against Sheffield United, uh, but they have shown a lot of fight. If they go to Chelsea, oh no, it's at home, isn't it? If they get a result against Chelsea, then I might start changing my mind about Luton. But who do they play after Chelsea? Burnley. So hopefully we can drag <laughs> them back into it. Hopefully we can drag them back into it. But yeah, let's focus on the actual game then, mate. How are you expecting for uh, Forest? Apologies, uh, I don't mean to offend you at all, mate. Um, how are you expecting uh, Villa to set up this weekend then? Um, we have probably had the least amount of changes to our starting lineup in the league so far. I think we were probably about second or third. We might have even been first in terms of the same starting 11. So obviously, I'll, I'll run you through the team. We'll probably play Martinez in goal. Um, now, this, this is probably one of the ones that could change due to us being two games without a win, but I'll I'll put my neck on the line anyway. Um, now, I'd imagine that it will be Matty Cash coming back in at right back. Um, he is someone that I think we will look to upgrade in January. I don't think he's been up to standard this year. That's interesting because um, he, he he absolutely battered us at the early game at the early of the season. He, he ran us ragged in Matty Cash. I think he scored. Did he score twice? Or am I thinking of yeah, a different year? Twice. I, yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I remember him. I remember him absolutely battering us at, at some point. But um, but yeah, that's interesting. That mate. Yeah, he's been our he's been our weak weak link at the back. We've had to move Concer to right back to sort of you know cover that. But Concer's our best centre back. So I I don't think we should be doing that long term. Um, yeah. Obviously, we're near to January now anyway, and Cash didn't play the game at Old Trafford because he was suspended. So I believe it will be him come back in. Then Consul will obviously start centre-back. Now, who covers him? I'm not too sure. Carlos has been the one in favour recently with Pau Torres out injured. But Cor uh, Carlos sorry, is is prone to a mistake. We saw at Old Trafford. He also gave the, way, the ball away at the vitality through naivety when playing out the back. Whether he, he loses focus or whatever... I'm not too sure. I couldn't tell you. So if Pau is fit, I'd hope that he comes back in. He, You know, against a low block, he is the perfect centre-back because he will be able to break those lines just sheerly down to his passing ability. Um, and then obviously left-back, like we've discussed, Alex Moreno. Now, Villa sort of play in a 4-4-2. Um, so I'd imagine our central midfielders will be um, John McGinn, I think, if I remember rightly, Kamara still has one more game to serve in his suspension after his red card, so he will be out. So it'll be McGinn and Douglas Louise. Um, I'd imagine Jacob Ramsey would start. He's, I think he started the last two since coming back from injury, so that'll be our third with a winger. So either Leon Bailey or Musa Diaby on one side, and then our front two will be Ollie Watkins and probably Zaniolo. But Zaniolo could drop into the midfield and Diaby or Bailey could go up top. Yeah, no, that sounds like a, a very strong lineup. to be fair. Um, one that Burnley fans could, could only dream of. Um, 
we will probably uh, not not make too many changes uh, unless any are enforced. Um, so yeah, Burnley. It's good to see because we have been tweaking a lot. I say we company has been tweaking a lot with the side, and it's good to see that he has now finally sort of like seen to have settled on what is his favourite side. There's still a couple of players in there that I'd take out for for another player uh, when they come back from injury and things like that. But that's a different debate. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting uh, to see if he makes any changes, uh, if any are enforced. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think company has found his favourite team now uh, and it's going to be interesting. I, I want Mike Trezor to play again. Um, he played on the left, but I'd probably try him on the right because when Bear moved back onto the left against Liverpool, that was when he was at his best. And obviously that's where he's been fantastic this season as Bear since coming in for Luca Cotillo-Show. Um, But yeah, let's get into some predictions then, mate. Obviously, I know you're on a Burnley show and some people do sort of like say, oh, I don't want to say on a Burnley show. We know we're not very good at the minute, mate, so do not hold back. And I'll be honest with you, mate, my prediction will probably be quite similar to yours. So uh, feel free to guess away, mate, on your prediction. Really, really tricky. Um, under Emery so far, in the short time that he's been there, every time we've had a setback, we've come out and gone and made a statement win. Um, whether that be a big win or whether that be a run of wins put together at once um i i i have to back us to win unfortunately um i think i mean there's every possibility you could come and nick a result especially if we continue playing like we did in the second half at old trafford however like yeah. i said under emery that just hasn't been you know a longevity thing every time we've we've done wrong we've put it right straight away um so I am going to go for a 2-0 win for this one, unfortunately, for you. Now, mate, that's interesting because I'm going to go a bit more than that. I'm going for 3-0. I'm going for 3-0. Maybe 3-1. Who knows? Uh, maybe 3-1. But um, Actually, can I change mine know? to 2-1? Because we haven't kept a clean sheet since Arsenal and City. We really struggle to keep clean sheets. Yeah, well, that that's interesting because we've struggled to score. Um, <laughs> no, we, we had quite we had quite a few chances um, against Liverpool um, that we probably should have scored with, or at the very least done better. Uh, Johan Berg Gudmundsson had a header. How he's missed that is criminal. Uh, and Sander Berg had a header, um, and it was it was been a. When when we signed Sander Berg, a lot of Sheffield United fans came on and said, "Oh, you you know he's six foot." three or whatever he is and he can't head the ball but he's actually done quite well in the air and won some headers but this was a free header all he needed to do was head it down and he just headed it over i'm like why have you even what how have you even come to that conclusion to to head it looping rather than down so that was the first time i looked at that and thought maybe Sheffield united fans um do have uh something on that uh but speaking of sanderberg i've just looked at phil burr's tweets everybody uh, that tweet seems to have either been imagined in my brain or he's deleted it. And I've checked uh, fantasy football. There's no Sanderberg uh, suspension. I've checked Premier Injuries again. There's no Sanderberg suspension. And I'm now currently looking at PremierLeague.com. Uh, Kamara suspended for you. That's that's yes. that's the only one that's there. Yeah. Uh, ben Me, Tony. We all know about Tony. Uh, Dunk uh, and some others, but no. Um, Sanderberg. So apologies. Uh, it appears I got that one wrong earlier. So Sanderberg will be in the middle with Josh Brownhill. So it will probably be 
uh, unless there's any injuries that we aren't aware of. I know Vincent Company did say in his press conference today uh, that uh, you know there's a few players that they're monitoring um, in terms of injury, but nothing serious. So unless we have something enforced on us, I think it's probably going to be the same lineup as the other day. Maybe tweak things a little. Um, I know we all love Lyle, and I do think he's much better than Jade Rodriguez, um, and I do think it's best for him to keep playing football at the minute after his issues earlier in the season. But he did look tired against Liverpool. Um, but then if you take him out, you're taking one of your main strikers out uh, and your main threat and probably the only one who, who could who could potentially put the ball in the back of the net up, up top. Because if you bring him in for Jay Rodriguez, I'm not sure if Jay is still the player he was three, four years ago. Um, but Seb, we'll wrap it up there, mate. A big thank you for coming on the show. I just want to let everyone know where they can find you and all the content that you create on your channel if they want to do so. No, thank you for having me. Um, yes, if you go over to Twitter, you will find me and our great team at 7500 to Holt. So that is 7500 T-O, Holt. Um, now that stands for our owner is in Canada and that is the mileage from where he lives to the Holt end for any context. Um, me personally is at Sebastian Bacon 8. Now I have been at university since September. So I have been... Um, living up the university life shall we say so i haven't been very active but hopefully come the new year that will change less nights out and more recording sessions um yeah apart from that thank you for having me on it's been an absolute pleasure no, yeah, it's been a pleasure myself, mate. A good chat. I always, I always like it when it, you know, it's easy to chat and the questions flow very well. I feel like that podcast was like that. But again, mate, thank you for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure. Uh, good luck for the season. I would say apart from Saturday, I don't think you're going to need any luck on Saturday. Uh, but good luck for the rest of the season, mate. And it, if I genuinely would like it if you won the league, it would. I don't think you will. I'll, ultimately, I just think you'll. I, I, I still think City will do it. You know, I think the juggernaut will now just kick on and sit. Yeah, it's, it's it's just one of them. Um, but if you finish in the Champions League play. Mate, that you've got to be buzzing with that. So good luck for it all, mate. Um, good luck in Europe as well for the rest of the season. Good luck in the Premier League, and hopefully, hopefully I'll see you next year. You. Yeah, hopefully see you next year, or I'll see someone else on your show from next year, mate. But thank you for coming <laughs> on, and we will see you all next time. It's the ninetieth minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ornament delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.